Type 1 diabetes with junk food, no carb counts, 4 a.m. workouts, 14-hour conference days, traveling, different time zones, traveling with toddlers and family and unpredictable schedules, and how I did all of that with type 1 diabetes, maintaining 95% time and range. Now, if you have a chaotic schedule or you just know that life can get crazy, you're going to love this episode because I'm going to break down exactly how I did that, what you might consider if you're looking to accomplish something similar, and how you can live your best life without blood sugars getting in the way. So we got a quick theme song for you, and then we're jumping straight into our story. I've spent the last 10 years pushing the limits while identifying trends and patterns in my type 1 diabetes management. Follow along as I learn, apply, and share the fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle strategies that I've learned from diabetes experts around the world. The real question is, how can we live fearlessly with diabetes while maintaining stable blood sugars? This podcast is here to give you the answer. My name is Matt Vandevecht, head coach and co-founder of FTF Warrior, and welcome to Part of My Pancreas. So over the last week, my wife and daughter and I went to Florida, which is a clear across the country. I'm in San Diego, California, and this was actually my daughter's first ever series of flights. And they were rough. <laughs> the flights were terrible. Uh, layovers, getting grounded because of weather, getting rerouted and stuck on the tarmac for an hour and a half. It was a whole thing. But my daughter, being 22 months old, handled it very well, all things considered. But during the trip, there were a lot of unpredictable twists and turns that could have made blood sugars turn into a nightmare, if I'm being completely honest. The more chaotic life is, the more chaotic blood sugars tend to be. Now, just a quick glimpse into what I went through over the last week with this conference that I went to. Uh, and I went to this conference to receive an award, but also to learn more. You know, I'm always learning. I will never know everything. And so I love the opportunity to learn from others who are further ahead than myself in any aspect of life. But in this conference, it was a very busy schedule in the conference, but also outside of it. So because I do have a triathlon coming up in two weeks, I have to maintain my fitness levels. So five days of sitting in a seat at a conference is not ideal. <laughs> so I'm getting up at four o'clock in the morning local time, which for them is 7 a.m. So I can still get workouts in, but I'm also not going to bed until one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning because you're networking afterwards and trying to learn as much as you can from other people. And you know, of course, my toddler's kicking me in the face overnight, <laughs> waking me up. And the time difference is making everybody a little bit jet lagged. And there's all these things going on. So I really, I didn't have any time at all, not a spare second to devote to blood sugars. They had to cooperate. And if my blood sugars wouldn't have cooperated, I wouldn't have been able to be present with my family, right? Helping out my wife as we're running through airports to connecting flights with my toddler. I wouldn't have been able to be present with others. Uh, at the conference, you know, in between the different presentations and meeting schedules and 14 hour days, not kidding, by the way, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m. It was ridiculous. Uh, all the breaks were filled with connecting with others and learning and trying to implement and all these different things. Uh, and then of course, stacking workouts on top of that. There was no time for blood sugars to pull me out of that moment. I had to stay focused. And that was gonna be the biggest uh, hurdle that I had to overcome for the week is maintaining 
essentially blood sugar perfection with all of the chaos surrounding me. And if you were here for, I think it was last week's episode, I talked a little bit about what we're doing inside the Warriors Inner Circle and looking for time windows with our blood sugars. How can I take a quick glimpse at what's going on, assess the current scenario and decide if I need to take action or not? Right. And so the big question then becomes, am I taking action and making that my decision or am I deciding to not take action with the information that's provided? So I'll give you one example of this. And this is one of the most difficult things to do with insulin dependent diabetes is to dose insulin for a big meal, then walk like two miles to the conference center, then sit down for like three hours straight. Right. Because the insulin you dose, yeah, is it impacted by the food that you eat, but then the walking can actually make blood sugars drop as well, especially if there's insulin on board, right? Then you go sit in a chair for three hours where you don't move at all, and all you have is the food that's digesting and pushing blood sugars up. So it's just the worst of both worlds. Typically, it ends in a low and then a high, and it's really difficult to, to manage that. But what I was able to accomplish was by no accident. Ultimately, what it was was a series of balancing acts. So I knew what was going to increase insulin sensitivity, what was going to increase insulin resistance, and how do those factors balance out. So my workouts being consistent actually did help with that process, and that was a big part of the puzzle. And of course, sleep deprivation, that's going to push blood sugars uh, up, I almost said down, up, because as we lose sleep, we increase cortisol, which is a counter-regulatory hormone. So this made me extra resilient, not resilient, resistant. I had to build resilience in this process. Uh, I was extra resistant to insulin. So the insulin that I did take had to be adjusted. My insulin to carb ratios and basal rates and all of this. So really, it was a series of decisions that had to be made beforehand so that going into this conference, I already had these things predetermined. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I use blood sugar formulas. It's very different than what anybody else teaches or uses because I like to use math and science to give me confidence in my diabetes management. There's no guesswork or at least minimal guesswork, right? But of course, uh, during the conference, I had to take earlier action than I typically would because being seated and not having the opportunity to get up and walk around and get water was uh, going to impact my diabetes dosing decisions. And so I decided to be more aggressive in my corrections, both up and down. I didn't want my alerts to go off and distract the entire audience. And there's 5,000 people there. And the last thing I want is for the speaker to lose their momentum because of me in the audience, if I can avoid that. So what this looked like for me and of course, this is not medical advice in any capacity, but I chose in some circumstances to take action and give corrective doses as early as 130 with my blood sugars. So if my blood sugars are cruising at 100, they start to creep up a little bit, 110, 120, 130. I did make the decision at least once, maybe a couple times, to give a correction at 130 which sounds wild to a lot of people, I know. But last week, maybe two weeks ago at this point, we talked about how being more aggressive, holding your blood sugars to a higher standard can help you to increase time and range, right? So if I'm waiting until I get out of range, 181, to start giving corrections, well, I'm already out of range, so I've lost that battle. And if I'm giving a correction at 181, it's a good chance it's already heading out of range. So it's probably headed towards 200, 230, 250. So I need to be cautious uh, about the timing 
of these decisions that I make as well. It's not just being decisive that's important, but it's the timing of the decision. You have to be proactive and uh, giving yourself that chance to catch things before they go bad, right? So this is where I'm looking into the predictive model of our formulas. So the blood sugar formulas that I use allow me to predict where blood sugars are going to go so that at 1.30 I can deliver a corrective dose of insulin confidently and for me know that it's not going to go low, not going to go high, it's going to stay in range. Of course, as you heard me mention at the beginning of this video, I was 95% time in range for the whole week. Not 100% for the whole week. Though I did have a few hundred percent days, I'm not perfect. In fact, <laughs> I, I, uh, this is hard for me to even share. Uh, I shared this with my Warriors Inner Circle as a reminder that I too am human and make mistakes. I delayed my insulin pump site change a little bit too long. I knew that I should have changed it earlier, but I wanted to continue uh, what I was doing. And I was in the conference and I did not plan ahead. And in that moment of human error, as I'm showing the screen right now, you can see that I got to 242. That is the highest blood sugar I have seen in ages. And it, it hurt more so uh, my pride <laughs> than anything else. I was so frustrated, you guys, because I realized that uh, A, I made a mistake and the decision that I made to take no action, this is a great example of the decision being to not take action, was in fact the wrong decision. Uh, but two, the decision that I had to make in that moment was to get up, leave, and go change my site. And within an hour, I was back in range, you know, took the appropriate correction and got things settled, but that was a rough one. And I wanna share that so that you understand that uh, you know, diabetes doesn't just go away when you have blood sugar formulas, but it allows you to be more confident and more certain in your numbers and to have you know more stable blood sugars that allow you to be focused whether it's on work or on family or on enjoying a vacation right like my my daughter and my wife went to universal studios well, since it was in florida we were in orlando so they got to go on all the rides while i was attending the the conference but i'm glad they had fun so ultimately what i want you to consider are a few different things one this is a balancing act diabetes as a whole right uh, exercise more insulin sensitive sleep deprivation more insulin resistant so we have one that leads into lower blood sugars one that leads into higher blood sugars i also had junk food for the first time in like a year i don't eat out typically at least not the junkier food options um, no carb counts for a lot of my meals that made things quite difficult uh, of course i had the sedentary nature of the conference where i was seated for 14 hours straight uh, you know little breaks to go to the bathroom and that's about it so each of these I like to view as kind of a point system. It goes plus one, minus one, and the goal is to balance out the blood sugar impacts, right? Now, of course, uh, I actually mentioned this into our, our email list and somebody responded back and said, well, Matt, you have all of the knowledge though. Most of us don't have that. And I realized that, and that was an excellent point this person made, because I do have the contextual knowledge and the situational knowledge to understand how all these different variables are going to impact blood sugars, right? Plus one, minus one, plus seven, minus six, like, okay, now it's at uh, a one, how do I get it to a zero? And of course, the goal is to balance it at zero. But if you don't have that understanding, how would you balance your blood sugars if you don't know half of the equation, 
right? And this is largely what we talk about and teach in our coaching programs. We talk about uh, how to build out your formulas. We actually build out your formulas with you so that there is no guesswork. But the best thing you can do is to start learning. And the easiest way to do that, and it's actually free, is to look at your own patterns. Look at your diabetes management, look at it as a whole, and traditionally, how do these variables impact blood sugars? So when you look at exercise, you ask yourself, does exercise typically lead into a higher blood sugar or a lower blood sugar? And then ask yourself the really important question, when? When does that happen? Do I drop right away? Do I drop six hours later? Believe it or not, both are true. And I've had clients in both situations. So looking to your own blood sugars will be your first stop in identifying the different pieces of your equation, trying to figure out you know, how you balance out the blood sugar equation. Now, the second part of this is to put things together into a basic level of an equation, right? So you understand the variables, like exercise might lead to a drop, maybe it leads to a, a spike for you, right? But you have to understand how these different things are gonna impact your blood sugars because we are all different. There is no cookie cutter approach. And if anybody says there's this one magic diet that fixes all diabetes, they're full of crap. <laughs> it's not just one diet. Uh, there are multiple diets that work, but it's how you approach those diets, the strategies that you use that will allow that diet to work. Okay, so understand your specific variables, but step two is to set them up in an equation, which does also look different for everyone, just a little bit different. Now, we actually have a resource called the Fix My Blood Sugars Challenge, where we show you how to set up those different equations, how to identify which variables are most important for you uh, so that you can start to piece together your blood sugar formulas, right? And actually have stable blood sugars when you are traveling in different time zones, enjoying vacation with family, going to business conferences, when you need to focus on the work to make progress in your career, or maybe it's just enjoying a day by yourself and not letting blood sugars get in the way of your quality of life or peace of mind, right? Those are the things that you'll learn inside the Fix My Blood Sugars Challenge. We actually have an entire lesson dedicated to those balancing arrows that I talked about. It's actually called balancing arrows, plus one, minus one. How do you balance the equation so that you can do all the fun things and have stable blood sugars? Now, step three, uh, you know, I'll tell you where to find that too. Go to fixmybloodsugars.com. There's an S on the end, it's plural. Fixmybloodsugars.com. I'll put it in the description so you can grab that resource. 100% recommend you checking that out. It is exactly what I used the entire trip. It saved me. <laughs> it's the reason I was able to get 100% days as well. And even with those aggressive corrections, never went low the entire time. So uh, fixmybloodsugars.com, definitely grab that before you wrap up with this video. But step number three is your time windows. We talked about this a little bit previously on a different episode, but throughout the conference, I'm checking in at key moments and we identify which moments and what the, the time should look like in that challenge if you go to that. But the idea is a quick glance two minutes, right? What are the blood sugars doing? With the information that I have about my equation, I know where is the blood sugar gonna go? So when I'm giving corrections at 1.30, it's because based on the information I had, insulin on board, the type of meal that I just had, uh, you know, the timing of my workout, did I work out that day, I knew blood sugars were going to be 150, 170, 180 if no action was taken. So the goal is to be able to take action with certainty and confidence before it gets out of range, before it gets out of control, 
All right, so step number three, identify those time windows and just take a quick glance. Look at the blood sugars, where are they going? Do I need to take action or not? Which leads me into our final step for today. Step four is to be decisive. So ultimately, and this is gonna stick in your head and I want it to, it's aggressive, but I want you to remember this, decide or die, okay? Decide or die. You must make decisions. You have to be decisive with your diabetes or you will not survive. And the decisions that we make can be of action or inaction. So you can decide to take action, like me giving a correction, or you can decide to not take an action, like not working out because I'm already too insulin sensitive, or maybe uh, I didn't sleep at all and the workout would add too much stress to my already stressed out body, cortisol goes through the roof and I'm stuck high for the day, an opposite response, right? And there's these reversal triggers that we cover in the challenge as well. Really, you should just go into the challenge. It goes a lot more in depth than I can today, but step number four is to be decisive whether you are taking an action or deciding to not take an action, but do not be passive in your diabetes management. If you passively say, hmm, we'll see where this goes, oftentimes it's not gonna go the direction you want it to, right? And the reason that we are passive oftentimes is rooted in uncertainty. If we don't know what the outcome is gonna look like, if we don't know how to predict blood sugars, we can't be certain in our decisions and it can lead into uncertainty which leads into passive uh, lack of decision and ultimately frustration overwhelm anxiety depression i've felt all of the above and i want you to be able to avoid that because i know how unfun that can be so uh, i hope those four steps have been helpful for you uh, this is all i got for you today i got to finish unpacking as you can probably tell i hope the background's clean enough <laughs> but this is my new office space that we're still in the middle of moving into so you can tell the warrior sign is missing so i will have to get it back up shortly but i hope you enjoyed this episode before you go please do hit the subscribe button make sure you get the notifications for this and uh, I want you to go check out the last episode as well. I think you'll find that one helpful before you take off. All right, so keep on listening, keep learning, and then be sure to go check out fixmyblodsugars.com. We'll see you next time and keep up the fight.